Hey guys, it's JG. I just want to take a minute to thank you for downloading this podcast. And remember to come back every week for a new episode of Obscurities of the Silver Screen on Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Obscurity knows! Ha 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 ha! One of radio's most memorable dramas, The Shadow chronicled the adventures of. JG. And Herbie. his companion. Remy Gray. As the Shadow used a hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Ha 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 
but he does not give a fuck. Nope. Like, he's like this mobster dude who has guns, and he has this power that he learned from some temple that he went outside of the United States to find, and he got trained, and he learned hypnosis. So what he has is the power to cloud men's mind. So that they can, so that he can become invisible to that person that he's targeting. Now you see, if I didn't know any of this, this movie would have told me that he's just a guy who pretends to be other people and then puts on a cape at times. Yeah, because this does you know. not happen this, at all during this film. <laughs> they like kind of took the name, the shadow. We're like, all right, we're gonna, we got the name, so we're just gonna do. It's that. much like our Batman series. It was still pretty just, cool. I yeah. mean, like they had a great story in it. It has a really cool detective story. But yeah, they kind of take the name and that's it. It's kind of like uh. uh when Disney did Pinocchio, they're like, all right, we got the wooden, you know, boy. Yeah. Uh, it's about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing like the book. <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah. So uh, The Shadow, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorites. And I'm certain that we will come back to this at some oh, point and explain more See, origin. When, when when you spent your childhood listening to The Shadow cassettes, and the cassettes I would listen to were Bananas in Pajamas. So we're on two separate, uh, I think, playing <laughs> Fair <games> enough. <laughs> Do you remember Bananas, bananas in Pajamas? Yeah! They're coming down the stairs. <laughs> that was my shit. That's a cassette that you would listen when, to? It was like, you know, the songs of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I used to love it. Like, that was like three Wait. or four. What was the plot of that show? I don't know. Because I remember like Bananas watching that. It's, it's like they just walk around and have friends and whatnot. It's like, but they're they're talking bananas in pajamas. In pajamas, and they're walking down the stairs. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, bananas in pajamas. We'll be- <laughs> I- so the shadow, watched, like, ladies watched, and like, gentlemen. Three episodes of that for this podcast. Oh God. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> maybe you're on to something. We'd have to like I don't know, do some kind of. I, well, we'll see. Maybe that we might. We might. You have were to do about that. to say LSD, yes. and I'm so down. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna, you know, yeah, do LSD and then watch that. And just be, whoa, holy fuck, what is this? Every step they take matters in my life. <laughs> Each stair is a chapter until I die. Jesus Christ, that got dark. Hey, it's so LSD. the shadow strikes. Yeah, is actually kind of fun. Yeah, it was um, only an hour long. Still took us two hours to watch it. Yeah, because <laughs> it like okay, it it was it's a full one hour. Like there's just so much information being thrown at you all the time. We had to keep pausing. Like wait, what's going on here? We had to write down characters' names. Yeah, just write out down their like, relation what's to going everybody on. else. Yeah, uh, and at the end we're like, wait, who the fuck is that guy? You know? Yeah. And oh, sh- we had like you know rewind and try to find him, and it was it was kind of a mess. But this episode feels the most like. Uh, 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 six sock monsters from outer space yeah where we're yeah. just constantly trying to piece together like, what's going what? on also it, it, the fact that the audio the the you know the audio quality wasn't that great i mean because it's like 1930 so you know it, it, it the, the audio things are muffled had, things are a little muffled and it clearly you know it wasn't taken care of over the years so we popped on those bad boy subtitles and the closed captioning and it was just and it's like God. auto-generated it's youtube this this film is on youtube yeah so sometimes the subtitles would just say something that's not even close to no. what they're saying not at all um not at all but yeah. it was a delight to right. uh, kind of watch and like, read it was like sit down but the subtitle would say shut up thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> why, why don't you take a seat sit down thank what you. was the one where he's like uh uh there was one that was like "fuck you." Yeah, but yeah. What he said. one of the subtitles straight up said "fuck you," and that's like not. At and it was all. like "thank you" or something. Like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, oh, I found your hat. 
fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was uh, just wonderful. Uh, so let's get into it, shall we? All right. All right. The Shadow <clears throat> Strikes 1937. So I mean, real quick, if I may, I want to give some backstory yeah, on our you hero. Yeah, because know, you know the Shadow a yeah. lot more than I do. So. I like, grew up with this shit. Go ahead. So, take, take a swing. So the Shadow is a superhero. He's got this sort of like 1930s mobster look to him. He's got a big hat, a big overcoat, and then a red scarf that covers his face. Mm-hmm. This man's name is Lamont Cranston, and he studied this weird kind of, it, they always said that he went to like an Asian country, and he studied this form of hypnosis that allows him to cloud men's minds so that he appears invisible. So a little bit of Doctor Strange here. Yeah. He can like do this thing to specific people, like he targets a person and goes, you will not see me. Right. So then if other people in, are in the room, they can still see him. Mm-hmm. But he has to target everybody to make them all not see him. And then he's sort of this like Italian mobster type that has two pistols and goes and does detective work and kinda, shoots people. Yeah, kind of like how uh, Superman is like, okay, nobody knows who I am. And when he's a Clark Kent, he puts everybody under a spell. Right. Which is not talked about very much in the movies, but that's what he does. Though. Right. It's like, yeah, I'm. you don't know who I am, but he lets Lois Lane know. Right. So that's, and then Lamont Cranston totally has a Margot Lane, which is a Vicky Vale or a Lois Lane. Or, he's, yeah. He's got his own thing. Um, none of that really happens in this film, nope. which is kind of bizarre. He doesn't go invisible. He never puts on the scarf. Yeah. Like I said, he doesn't have Margot Lane. I mean, he has the coat and the hat. Yeah. And the so gun. He's, he's got the look, but, but the shadow is famous for like two pistols. Yeah. Uh, but he does have one gun. And he's got one Henry. Gun. He's got one Henry. Gun, his one butler. Gun. Whoa, one gun. One, one gun. Whoa. One gun. <laughs> okay. But um, he, he does have his faithful butler. And uh, I think that's just about it as far as like canonical shadow story. Right. That's about it. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, cool. But this is a cool like this whole film is like a shadow side story. Mm-hmm. So if you're not familiar with the shadow, I'm sorry, but this is a very cool like well, cause, sidestep. Because the shadow began with uh, like there's the radio show. There's also the pulp magazine, like, yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, so. and they have comic books. They're actually still making shadow comic books, ladies really? and gentlemen. Yeah, hmm. I can't remember Go what to your company local does comic it. book store and I, get some shadow comic books. I want to say that it's Image is still producing mm. shadow comic books. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I may be wrong on that, so we'll check that in a minute. Ah, yeah, fuck it. Y'all can figure it out yeah. for yourselves. All right. So here's a cool shadow side story. Now that you kind of know what he's about. Yeah. And so we open up on Lamont and his uh and his butler Henry, and Lamont's looking at a bullet. Uh, he's trying to. Yeah, I guess he's trying to figure out who killed his father. Yeah, he's Someone still he, sour about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So this must be like yeah, a while after the fact they still. Like beat I said, up he's about... pretty much Batman, but not right. Yeah. Also, kind of like Batman in the serial, where he's a rich person that nobody seems to recognize. Yeah, because you know? he does walk around posing as somebody else, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, the entire I think movie, I know you." The entire movie, he poses as someone else. Yeah, you know, and they're like, "I don't," and they're not even like, "Hey, aren't you?" Aren't you, know? you Lamont Cranston? He's like, "Nope, nope. I'm somebody else." They and they're like, "Okay," but they don't even sure. do that. They're just like, "Oh yes, you're the somebody else you say you are." I've never heard. I'd never seen your face before. Yeah, maybe I think it's because you know this is you know before. Uh, 
internet. There you was know, no so, social media. Yeah, there was so no way to like. You can't just be like, you know, I know who that. But that that being said, just tag Lamont Cranston. That being and said, most of the time when you see a famous person, you know, on the street, you wouldn't rec- You usually don't recognize them. There's a great story about Marilyn Monroe, uh, where someone was walking around with her, and and yeah, and. Uh, Someone, you know, he was wondering, like, why is nobody noticing her? This is freaking Marilyn Monroe. And, and then she she just turned to him and said, would you like to see her? And it's like flipping a switch and everybody all of a sudden, like, swarmed around her. You know. Thank you, Jimmy Goodtimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he never hears that. I hope he does. <laughs> Jimmy Goodtimes, this is Remy Gray telling you Jimmy Goodtimes. Oh, God. <laughs> We're not even going to explain that one. Uh, he'll he'll understand, and people who know him will understand, I think, as well. Uh, anyway, moving on. So yeah, we we have Lamont, and he's sad about his daddy's death, and then all of a sudden we're like this, we're in this uh, office, right? And these bad guys are trying to crack open this safe, and they're doing the whole like, "Yo, what's taking you so long?" Hey, I I got to I got to I got to make find the the right numbers. You know, I'm listening. Well, hey, hey, where'd you get that cape of sandwich? I don't know. The wizard gave it to me a while ago. Uh, you wait. You know the wizard? Yeah, I work with the wizard. The most wizard? Of us, most of us do double time. Oh, what? Oh. Oh. Who that, you working for? I <laughs> What, you can't say it right now because it's going to spoil the ending. Yeah, it's going to spoil the ending. Okay, cool. Well, I'm working with the wizard. Sorry I spoiled my own ending. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know who the wizard is, though. Nope. No. It's definitely not that guy. Uh, that guy, uh, who the fuck was it? Uh, that the, the old butler. Bitch? No, the butler of the old guy. Oh, yeah, definitely yeah, not him. Definitely not, yeah. not him. You know. So what you doing with the safe? Uh, I'm trying to crack it open because there's oh. some files in here that apparently are important. Okay. Yeah. You gonna hand me a cape of sandwich? You want mine? No, you bit into it already. Okay, I'll give you a fresh one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you have a? Uh, do you have this on on Dutch crunch roll? <laughs> you know, first off, the first rule is fuck off du- Dutch crunch. <laughs> Just why don't you crack open that safe? <laughs> Open. Because that's how saves yeah. saves in 1930s sounded. Yeah, you, know? you just spin it until you open it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the shadow appears. Yeah, and it's kind of cool because, like I said, OG Shadow, he turns invisible and shows up. Right. The way that they film this is really cool. He's always silhouetted, mm-hmm. so it kind of gives this impression that you still don't know who he is, even though he has his face shown. Right, and he says, uh, "Sorry to interrupt, boys." And they both turn like, <gasps> and then he's he calls- got one pistol out, and yeah. he's aiming it at both of them. He's got, instead of having the cool red scarf over his face, he does have a big collar up, so his yeah. entire face is like kind of hidden, hidden, yeah. And yeah. then he, and then he like grabs this phone out of nowhere and just like right. dials nine one one. He's like, "Hello, police. There are some people here, you know, that you might want." Yeah, and he says that his name is Randall. Yeah, that's right. And it's just like, what? Like, what? It's just like Lamont what? Cranston. What yeah. the fuck? And of course, he wouldn't say Cranston. Of course, he wouldn't say The Shadow. So why did he say Randall? Yeah, so we're a little confused, right? And then the cops, you know, appear uh, he- uh, head- headed by Captain Breen. Yeah, and uh, for the record, The Shadow dipped out once they showed yes, up. Yes, yes. And Captain Breen stops the bad guys. And then Lamont 
comes out and he's like, oh yes, I'm I'm a uh, I'm Randall. A Chester Randall. Chester Randall. It's like whoa. I'm a lawyer. This is my firm. And then we realize, oh, he's doing a bit. Yeah, he's, he's just playing. Doing a bit. He's playing. Yeah. That sneaky, sneaky guy. And the uh, police captain is just like, oh, Randall, I see from the front door, this is your law firm. Yeah. But also, like, because Lamont and Henry are there to also just get some papers that they want. I guess they want to know what those bad guys were trying to get. Because Lamont is after who killed his dad. Right. And so this is So he has his own motive. Yeah. That's the cool thing about, okay, this is the cool thing about the shadow that I think differs from Batman. Lamont is constantly after his own thing, not the people's good. Right. He's he always just, after like his own thing. But he will do thing. the people's good if it if it goes in line with his own it thing. Benefits him. Yeah. Right. If it benefits him. He's kind of a dick. <laughs> now right. that I'm looking at it. Like Lamont is just after his own good. Right. Yeah. Um so yeah, so then Captain Breen He's like, Oh, so uh Mr. Randall Oh. Why the fuck were you just hanging out while these guys were robbing yeah, you? Yeah, like, oh, um, no reason. I, I, I just, just, the second I heard them cracking into the safe, I dipped into my private office to right, stay safe. Right, And he's like, oh, better safe than sorry, of right. course. And then and then uh, Cran- the, the Randall's office gets a call saying, hey, you need to go over to this man's house named Mr. Uh, uh, Del- uh, Delthorn. Uh, and and so Cranston like, posing as Randall was just like, oh, of course I'll go there. Yeah, and then Breen calls his bluff and he's like, I better go with you just in case, you know, because he's like, you're not Randall. I think you're, I think you're somebody else. This. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, then they go to uh, Delthorne's house. Yeah. Who's this old rich dude? And uh, he wants to like he he has a new will that he wants you know legalized notarized whatever um saying that you know all like half of his wealth goes to um it, it, or random his, kids yeah he's, but, but his, when they first show up divided the, equally the, among yeah the coolest part about this is when they first show up we realize that um randall and what's the student's name delphine uh, uh delthorn uh um once they meet he's like oh hey you're the person that i just called why don't yeah. you come on in he's so never then, met him before so then cranston slash randall because he's posing as randall turns mm-hmm. to the police officer breen being like well see you escorted me here thank you your services are done and he's like well i guess you're right i guess and I leaves go. so cranston's still posing as this dude successfully yeah and gets inside, and nobody can. Nobody knows his. Uh, apparently, knows that he's Lamont Cranston, yeah, the rich dude, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he's talking with Delthorn, and Delthorn wants to has it has this new will that he wants legalized or notarized or whatever, you know, because he old. Set, yeah, he's he, so old. Well, he's f- afraid that somebody's going to try and kill him, so he wants to get this new will printed up, uh, written up, saying that you know he uh, uh, all his wealth gets divided equally among his children. Or well, not his children because he has no children, but his his uh, uh, nieces, nieces and, and nephews, nephews. Which he's got he's got three nephews and one niece. Right. And then before and then right then he also says, "Make sure my niece does not marry Warren Beringer." And then right when he says that, bam, Boom. he dead. A bullet flies through the window, kills him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I imagine it was like an open window because there was no like glass shatter or anything. Right. Yeah. And then Cranston like, you know, tries to, to get out of there to find the shooter. Yeah. It's like where the fuck is he? So then Cranston couldn't find the shooter 
I guess. So he goes back inside to the house. And when he goes back into the inside the house, he finds that Humphrey Comstock, who is one of Delthorne's nephews, is there. And he's like, oh, my uncle's dead. Right. You know. Like, super upset. He's a fancy boy. Oh, he he's does fancy, fancy things. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's got that, like, high white collar and, underneath yeah. the black tuxedo. And then, and, yeah, and, and Cranston's like, well, I better leave, you know. And, and Humphrey's like, no, who are you? Well, I'm Randall. I'm the lawyer. Well, you should stay because the cops might want to know something about you. Right. <laughs> it's like, ah, shit, the cops that were just here, <laughs> you know. But then, of course, Lamont Cranston, being a cool, chill-ass dude, was like, of course. We'll right. See. Yeah. He's like, oh, no problem at all. Yeah. So then Captain I Bre- am Randall. Right. And so then Captain Breen shows up again, and so do the paparazzi. Right. Yeah. Which, weirdly, that doesn't really come into play, the paparazzi. No, they're just kind of being that, funny, you know. I, I always thought that they were about to take photos, and that would fuck up everything. Right. Because now it's like, wait, that's Lamont Cranston, that's Randall, that's... But it didn't. They just kind of were just being like, oh, look here. We got to get some pictures for the papers. For the stories. For the newspapers. People want to read this. We got a story here, boss. Hey, what what are you talking about? Hey, we don't eat capers because we're not bad guys. Oh, I guess you're right. That's why this is just a straight up salami sandwich. No bread, just salami. (laughs) Salami on salami on salami. salami. (laughs) It's like a salami burrito where the inside is salami, the outside salami. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. That just sounds terrible. <laughs> Vegetarian. Yep, that's me. Then uh, the cops find Winstead Comstock, who is the brother of Humphrey, walking around outside. And then they bring right. him inside because they're like, we think. And he's like, what was going on? And he's like, no, we think you shot Mr. Delthorn. We're going to bring you inside. Winston, Winstead is taken in by the cops. Uh, like he's taken downtown because they think he did it, and there's nobody, no way to prove that he didn't do it. Because he's just meandering right, outside. Because he's meandering around the garden. It's, it's weird. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Or right in the same, which, and he was like in the vicinity where you know the bullet was the shot. Bullet was shot. Possibly. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then we we also meet uh, Marsha uh, Delthorn. Who oh, is yeah. oh, who is yeah. to be wed to um to what's Warren his face? Warren? Yeah. Yeah. And it is Delthorne. I think her last name is Delthorne in this, right? Yes, That's it is. the thing. Is, is it Delthorne or yeah, Delphine? It's I Delthorne. can never tell. It's Delthorne. Okay, Delthorne. Yeah, Delthorne. Okay. But the captions always said Delphin. Yeah. And it was like, this is not helping out at all. But it's Delthorne. And uh, Marsha, we meet Ma- Marsha. And then we also are introduced uh, in another scene to a character named uh, Jasper, who is Marsha's brother. Yeah. Who has a gambling addiction. And he seems like a fun guy, you yeah. know, just like spending his money. Right. He's he's doing the whole like I'm young, I'm sexy. He has a great chin, yeah. And he's just like he's, fucking hookers. He's, so he's dapper. doing. I mean, I don't know about that, but well, uh, no, it's just like what he's wearing. Like, oh he's no, wearing he's a nice dapper. tuxedo all the time, you know. And but she goes to uh, Marsha goes to wake him up, and she finds a gun on his nightstand. Yeah, she's like, oh shit, did Jasper kill him? Kill my our uncle? So uh, because of the whole will thing. Like the whole will that he left, right, right, was so specific about who gets the who money. Gets the money, and we find out that Jasper is in line for eight million dollars. You know, and that's insane. Yeah, especially even even nineteen thirty seven, eight million dollars was holy fuck. Yeah, you know, uh, I could go for some of that right now. Right. In fact, let me see what eight million dollars would be. Uh, like into eight million dollars in nineteen thirty seven. Ooh, I'm gonna do the John looking up song, John. Is looking up 
information. It's going to be good when you get the information. So he is typing quite quickly on his phone, but it's loading, 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 son. So it's going to be very revealing when he tells me what it is. So $8 million back then is, oh my God. The equivalent of? $141 million now. Jesus. Like $141,551,671.80. Okay. So, and then you multiply that by four, because, you know, because it's four nephews and nieces that are getting this divided equally. Sure. Like, holy shit, this guy was fucking loaded. Yeah. You know? Uh... So, of course, that's why they have this whole, like, family feud right. that's going on between them. Right. And where's, where's, oh, what the fuck is his name? Um, the, the, I was thinking of the first guy, but I can't remember the where's new guy. Where's Steve Harvey? Uh, yeah, Steve Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, yeah. Humphrey sees the gun too, and he's like, "Well, clearly he did it. My brother's innocent, you know." And it's like, "Well, Humphrey, well, don't risk the judgment here, right?" Like, and Marsh is like, "Well, hold, hold on, Humphrey, you know, just let's, let's talk this. We'll out figure first. this out, yeah." yeah. Uh, and then uh, Cranston and his butler Henry do some digging. Oh, and then they get a call from Mister Randall from Marsha saying, "Hey, can you come here quick? We got you know a problem." And he poses at Cranston posts as Randall, and he's like, oh, "Of course, I'll come by. You know, we'll figure this out." Uh, so he sends uh, Henry to uh, the bar that Winstead frequents to be like, "Hey, figure out if because uh, he's trying to craft an alibi for also, Winstead." Because this is the reason why, because Winstead was missing his hat when. Right. Uh, sorry to rewind it, but when the cops caught Winstead outside of the house, being like, "It's weird that you're outside," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just walking around." They're like, where's that hat that you always wear? Mm-hmm. And they like know him by his hat. Right. For the record, me as Remy, I always wear one hat. Right. So I kind of weirdly related being like, oh shit. Like, yeah, I understand that you know me by, by my hat. Mm-hmm. So they do this whole like search based off of his hat, like where it was left. Right. Yeah. Th- I mean, that's why this is important. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, so then Cranston comes by and he find and he reveals that the gun after inspecting the gun, he's like, "This isn't the gun that killed uh, your uncle." So yeah. Your Jasper's Jasper's fine. He's in the clear. Right. Uh, and then uh, Randall's office calls uh, the. Uh... Oh yeah, they find out that someone is impersonating Randall, so they call Captain Breen. They're like, "Hey, someone's impersonating Randall. He's not in town." So then Breen confronts Cranston. He comes to the house and confronts Cranston saying, hey, I don't think you are who you say you are. And then Cranston does, some, does something pretty cool here. Because this he's a dope, cool. badass Lamont, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, Lamont pulls some badassery. Here. He's smart. Oh, he's yeah. Smart. He's very smart. He, he says, well, here, call my office. Here's the number. And which is the number of the actual office. Yeah, so, so it's that, gonna actually call yeah. that place. So Breen does and he hears, you know, the secretary's voice. As know. he's telling him to do this, he looks over at Henry. Henry is like looking at him being like, What do you mean? And then Cranston's like, Fucking unplug the phone. Yeah, he's yeah. like, unplug that well, shit. Right right after uh right, right before he's like, you know, Breen's like, Oh yeah, you'd like to talk to Miss uh Mr. Randall, he's right here. You know, and ran, and so Cranston's like, here, give me the phone. And right when he gives him the phone, he goes, hello, uh, sec- uh, Mrs. Hughes. And 
Henry unplugs the phone. So he's just like taught, he just is carrying on a conversation with someone that's not on the other line to make Breen think that, yeah, it's actually him, Randall, yeah. that he's actually Randall. Goes on know? being like, oh, well, yes, I'm actually still in town. So, yeah, I'm I, sorry, sorry that I had to get I, away from you for get away from the office, so I hid away in town. You I know? just figured it would be better than going on vacation to some right. bougie apartment. Right. And, and then he even pulls a stunt. It's like, oh, would you like to talk to Breen again? And Breen's like, nah, I'm good. It's like, because he bought it. Because he bought it. Well, because, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if you challenge someone, they'll probably back down from it. Like, it's kind of psychology of it. Right, right. You know? So, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. It was pretty awesome how he, you know, weaseled his way out of that one. Uh, again, this is why I always compared The Shadow to Batman. Because The Shadow is more of the detective side constantly. Yes. And then when it gets action-y in the shadow, unfortunately, we never see this, but the shadow just pulls out two pistols and just, like, shoots people down. Mm -hmm. But we don't get that in this film. And then uh, Cranston then reveals to Breen that, hey, um, Winstead was at the bar during the time of the shooting, and I can tell you that because I found out that his hat was left there, and they are saying, yeah, he was here last night. Uh, So he's in the clear he's innocent so when so so when the cops found him wandering around in the gardens he was just like drunk yeah, in the middle of right? the day like, being I like the i'm I trying to go home trying to get home yeah yeah uh let's see then what else happens uh oh yeah then cranston and henry like break into randall's office again to put the documents back that they took which i they mean never explain what those files that? were no i yeah. don't I think they were trying to look for like clues like about his father's death. And they're like, well, there's nothing in right. here, so let's put it back. Right. Yeah. So they were just like off to the wrong foot. Right. But then they find out about a man that uh, wanted to meet with Randall named Brosette. Who's uh, in not like... Or he's trying to buy off Randall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he wasn't biologically related or whatever, but he was related to the son that was gambling a lot. No, the, um, he, no, the son, no, the son who gambles a lot gambles at his casino, right? But that's how they found out, yes. right? Yeah, about Brissette. Yes. No, there was a note when they were breaking into Randall's office again. There's like a note saying, you know, call Brissette. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, right. I think we should pay this you're guy right. a visit. You're totally right. Yeah, yeah. So then Cranston does another cool thing. He goes to meet Brissette, but poses as somebody else so he says that he's randall's assistant mr harris yeah so now he's another person yeah and then we meet we meet brosette and also gordon who, who is like brosette's number two man right and uh, brosette is literally like the godfather that kind of character come to me with an awful i can have a feels yeah he's, <laughs> he's my daughter's wedding it's actually pretty good. I know, right? I'm yeah. Impress myself. Thanks, dude. Uh. <laughs> so, Stella. so JG is good at, at automotive Stella. sounds and also just Godfather impressions. Hey, Stella. Well, Marlon Brand. Well, okay. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> my son. Because remember, Marlon Brando played Jarrell. How could you massacre my son like this? <laughs> Oh, well, my son, you are a son of Krypton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we'll get to our Superman episodes later right. on. Oh, yes. Oh, that's going to be so fun. Yeah, so he's posing as Mr. Harris. And uh, where am I in my notes? 
Oh, so he, he's just trying to figure out, like, you know, what he know what Brissette knows, and then Brissette's like, well, you know, I hear the shadow is, you know, he got two of my boys, you know, and, and or or he, he's been kind of uh, going around s- s- causing a ruckus. Right, right. So Crane's like, oh, okay, okay, now I know. So we're going after the shadow. Yeah. Uh, and then Cranston, while he's leaving, he finds Jasper in the casino, uh, and he takes him to the Delthorne's mansion, but he doesn't say, oh, I'm Mr. Harris. You know, he's like, I'm Randall. You know me. Uh, so he just, being Mr. Harris, then just flips around and is like, oh, come on. You know me. Randall. Because he's a smart motherfucker. He's like, so he's smart. so cool. He's like, so he's, damn he's cool. He's the James Bond of Batman characters. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, the shadow is the dope. And then, he's and then, the dope. and then Jasper says, <laughs> hold on. He's, he's the, the dope. dope. He's the dope. <laughs> Okay, continue. <laughs> but then Jasper says, because uh, uh, Cranston's like, oh, I'm Randall. And then Jasper says, I wouldn't have recognized you based on your description. They said you were handsome, charming, and uh, and very interesting man. Super like, deep what the dig. Fuck, you know? Like, this guy's being an ass. Right. <laughs> Gambling little shit. Like, I thought you were going to be cool. Uh, so then Jasper tells Cranston that the police think uh, a family member killed Delthorne. You know, it's the only possible explanation. Because they were the only people around. Right. Oh, yeah. And then, Jen, and then uh, so once they get to the house, uh, Henry kind of stays outside, you know, looking, uh, just keeping an eye out. And then he finds these two goons, like, walking on the property. And he's like, well, I got to stop these guys, you know. So he goes, he grabs, like, a freaking shotgun and, like, you know, to, oh, to hold up these two it's, goons. It's because he, like, goes into their car. Right, and he grabs a shotgun and from their car. And the windows, car. like, roll down. So he Fucking grabs, idiots. like, and it's not a shotgun. It's one of those, like, um, uh, wh- what is it called? Bolt-action rifles. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Jasper finds Winstead in in uh, their their uncle's study, and they have a conversation because Jasper's like, hey, I need you to give me $11,000. I need to pay off my gambling debts. And Winstead's like, no. I'm not giving you that money. This is you, you need to fix this gambling problem. Yeah. And Jasper's like, no, if, if you just pay me the money now, I'll be done with it. I swear. You know, I just need the money. It's like, well, you're not going to pay me back ever, will you? It's like, no, I will. It's like, no, you won't. Right. Um, overhearing this conversation is Warren Berenger. He overheard it. And then. Also, during this conversation, he pulls from. Um, What's his name? Floyd, the barber. That's not actually Winstead. that guy. Winstead. Yeah, he pulls from Winstead's desk a pistol. Yeah. Well, it, it's 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 uh uh the uncle's desk that uh, sure yeah Baron, that Winstead's sitting at. But yeah, they find a pistol in the desk. So he's threatening with this, as he's saying, "You should give me this money mm-hmm. that I really want." And then they cut to like outside of the office. Saying, <laughs> "Oh shit." And you come inside, they all rush inside and see Winstead's dead with Jasper holding the gun. And immediately I was like, oh, he didn't kill him, did he? You know, <laughs> someone right. else did. Right. I'm like, holy fuck. Which is totally true. Yeah, uh, which is totally true because, you know, they're like, no, I, I didn't fucking, you know, shoot him at all. I was just threatening him. Yeah, but... Uh, Warren is like Warren is like no, but I heard them over talking, and so uh, about you know Jasper's gambling problems, and he wasn't, and Winstead wasn't going to help out, so he shot him. <laughs> and then, but Henry brings in the two goons that he caught, and is like, hey, I think these guys did it, but they don't have any guns on them. So it's like, well, how could they have shot, you know, Winstead right. if they don't have any guns on him? So because of that, uh, 
Jasper is taken into custody. Dun dun. Oh no. Uh, so you see how convoluted this all gets, and I'm kind of like, but it, like, it's a really cool like spider web of shit. This is why I'm saying yeah. like, I was super excited because I told JG I wanted to watch The Shadow because I love The Shadow. Right. This is totally like a side mission of The Shadow, but it's still where like, he's like rarely The Shadow, but doing cool detective shit on the side. Right. It's kind of like an episode of Batman the Animated Series where there's like no Batman in it. Right. But... And it's only Bruce Wayne posing as other people. Yeah. To going undercover. Because yeah, there's like one episode in particular where he like goes undercover at like a uh, a mine, you know, or, uh, a mining site. You know, and then he loses his memory, so uh, he forgets that he's Bruce Wayne and Batman, and, and <laughs> so he's just like and Alfred, digging. Yeah, and Alfred's like, "Where the fuck is Bruce?" You know, and he has to go find him. It's actually it's that's, interesting. Yeah, that sounds dope. It's an interesting episode. Yeah. Uh, so, but moving, I mean, again, that that's why I like the shadow right. so much. Is it's so much of that? Yeah, yeah, and it's really cool. Uh, Cranston gives Marsha her uncle's will to keep it safe. He's like, here, this is your uncle's will that he wants, you know, legalized. And remember, everybody still thinks Cranston is Randall. Right. So, uh, so he's like, here, keep this in a safe place. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, and does, does what he asks. And then the cops find out once and for all that Cranston is impersonating Randall when, uh, cut to like, you know, the next day or whatever, uh, there's a, there's a guy from the telephone company trying to fix the telephone because they're having problems trying to call people. And he's like, oh, yeah, the wire was, uh, you know, was, like, pulled out and then just stuck together stuck. with chewing gum. Like, Henry. It's like, Henry, you cut the wire and then you put it back with chewing gum? Yeah. Like, no, dude, like, at least, like, uh, s- uh, swirl them in together. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, I think Warren calls the police and he's like, hey, this guy pretending to be Randall isn't Randall. And so the police are like, all right, we fucking know now. Yeah. Uh, so, and then they think that Cranston has something to do with the murder. And then uh, Brosette finds out that his goons were caught by the shadow, and he's kind of freaking out now. He's like, well, fuck, now we got to deal with this guy. Yeah. You know, we just got to take him out now. Yeah. We got to <laughs> get rid of that shadow, man. Yeah. In the shadow, shadow. Ah, it's a good caper sandwich, isn't it, boss? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. I like that all of our cereals (laughs) take place in the era of caper sandwiches. (laughs) It's no longer like the 1940s. It's caper sandwich era. Yeah. You know? Uh, Caper sandwich era was a lawless time. It was. Hey. And so then Marsha finds Cranston. Like, she she goes to his actual home, uh, and she's like, hey, the police are looking for you because they know that you're not randall and instead of being like oh shit he just who gives are this, you yeah he yeah. just gives this creepy smile to marsha he's like mm. like uh what's gonna happen right now yeah because just cut uh, to black they're in the back of a car right mm-hmm. yeah and he just smiles when she's like you're not randall and he goes mm. <laughs> it's like well at least be like I know I'm not Randall, but I am Lamont Cranston. Right. And then she'd be like, oh, Lamont Cranston, the cool millionaire playboy about town. I've heard of you. Why are you doing this? <laughs> right. And then it could be a thing, but instead it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and then Henry has like a powwow with Cranston, uh, you know, a, a one-on-one. Right. Uh, 
Right. You know, uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, He. Oh, this is so cool. Like, I love when this happens in Batman stories, so I love that this happens in this film, mm-hmm. is that Henry sits down and he goes, Lamont, can I talk to you not as a servant, but as a man? Yeah, kind of like when any time where Alfred would talk to Bruce and just be like, hey, you know, I need to talk to you about this, yeah. you know, as as the man who raised you. Right. You know, Rather than as your servant. As your butler, yeah. I'm the motherfucker that made you. Yeah. So can we talk? Yeah. And it becomes this, like, super serious moment. Yeah. Which I wish this film, like, I love that this film is a side story of the shadow because I love the shadow. But this moment is so heavy. Mm-hmm. So he sits down with Lamont and is just like, I think he should maybe, you know, leave town and lay low for a while. Yeah, just not be yourself. Yeah. Like, get well, out of here. Just get out of town and just yeah. lay low for a while until this whole thing blows over because I think you're getting in too deep, you know, like worried about him. And then Lamont's just like, that's exactly what I'm shooting yeah. for. Work's never done. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of reminds me of like, say what you will about the Dark Knight Rises, uh, you know, whether it was good or not. But that that scene where, you know, Alfred is telling uh, telling Bruce, he's like, you know, I can't do this anymore. He's like, you know, I it's he's like, I, I don't want you to die. And I'm afraid that that's what you want. You know, you don't want to be finished until you're dead. It's pretty much that moment. Yeah. Like, it's really cool and it's heartfelt. Yeah, because you can tell that, you know, this is someone who really cares about this other person he's not just a servant like i'm sorry if we haven't given much heart to this uh analogy or the um synopsis of this story but there's a lot of that going on between henry and lamont yeah they care about each other yeah you know uh like lamont is always trying to be like henry i don't want you to come here you know you might get hurt you know and then henry being like i don't think you should go you might get hurt yeah. You know, so it, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of beautiful because for the record, Henry is both Alfred and Robin. Mm-hmm. That's like his character is both of those to Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and so then Cranston uh, goes to visit uh, Brosette again as Harris, you know, and to talk about uh, the Randall impersonation, uh, the Randall impersonator. Like, hey, you know. Someone's been impersonating Randall. It's like, yes, I know. We're trying to figure that out too. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and then while uh, Cranston is talking to Brosette, he, he kind of just, you know, sits up against the window and uh, and he opens the window and Henry is like walking, climbing up this ladder with a microphone, hands hands Cranston a microphone. Yeah. And he just slides that microphone into the corner of the window and he leaves and they record everything Brosette says. So now we have like a confession. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Brosette and and Gordon talk about how you know that uh, they want to get they they know that Jasper is going to get eight an eight million dollar cut uh, of the inheritance and they want in on that right they because, want I mean, that fuck yeah yeah because he has eleven thousand dollars in debt at the at the casino and it's like well we want more yeah we're gonna take all of that yeah you know so it's like oh shit shady shit's going down uh and then let's see what else happens. Oh, yeah, so then two goons appear at the Delthorns' house because you know, Brosette says we should send you know two goons over to get that will. 
And so also, I love that these guys have goons. These are the yeah. perfect guys to have goons. Yeah. Because I feel like every villain has goons, but these guys are like casino man. Oh, yeah. They, they got, have goons. Like, they got guys. Yeah. They they're, got a guy for they're that. They're expendable, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, these two goons go to the house to try to get the will, and then we get the shadow. Bum, bum, bum. In full glory. Except without the scarf. Yeah. He yeah. just he, he doesn't really do much. He just kind of like stands in the back. He's like, eh. he points a gun at them. Drop the guns. Drop the uh, drop the will. Leave it here and get a hell out of here. Like he does mobstery stuff, which is very shadow. But right. he doesn't do shadow stuff where it's like where he does a voice. And now he's invisible. And now he just he's kinda, behind you. He just kind of stands like, away from everybody and covers his face like Bela Lugosi. Yeah, you know? he does. He does the whole cape. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, drop the guns. Drop the drop. Drop all that. I'm just drop it, drop it like it's hot. <laughs> drop it like it's hot. <laughs> nah, drop oh, it like it's hot. Dong, dong, dong. <laughs> I just wish that I could see like cool shadow stuff right you know like mask and then like invisible and then behind you and then in front of you like i said they had the name and that's yeah. kind of all they went with you yeah know? uh i mean this is very in in lieu of the shadow it feels right. like a shadow story it just didn't do shadow stuff i mean it did shadow stuff we just didn't see like him be the shadow right ever and then we get a scene where Marsha uh breaks up with warren so i'm guessing at some point cranston told Marsha, hey you know, before your dad died, he said, don't marry Warren Berenger. Bad things could happen. Right. You know, so she must be like, okay, and just broke up with Warren. It's like, sorry, it's over. Yeah. And he was just kind of, nothing happened. He was just kind of bummed out about it. He's like, oh, damn. Oh, okay. Damn, girl. I thought we had something special, girl. <laughs> That's love. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because I didn't put ice in your mouth exactly. to wake you up? Yeah. I knew I should have listened to Vanilla. Damn it. <laughs> cool as ice. The uh, the handbook to how to seduce a woman. <laughs> we need to make that book. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay, let's start with t-shirts. We'll move on. Yeah. Yeah. Lawless time t-shirts first. Yeah. Uh, so then Brosette finds the microphone in his office. Like, oh, shit. Right, I've been, I've right. been, I have been... Uh, wiretapped, bugged, and then he does a cool villain thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of stupid the way that it plays out, but it is smart as it's, far as yeah. like film storytelling. And, and yeah, so uh, Cranston so, and Henry show up to yeah. like cra- to like capture Brosette, and we know that they have the ability to listen in on that microphone, right? Because that's how they knew that goons were coming to the shot, uh, going to the house. So now that we know that Brosette knows about the microphone he replaces it or i mean not replaces it but just scoots it aside showing that he's in power of it and then steps outside closes the door with him and his buddy named uh gordon gordon yeah and then they come back in and he does this whole speech that's just and they turn on the lights because they turn off the lights to look like they're not there yeah they turn them on to make it look like they just walked in so now they're doing this whole like play so that they can hear through the microphone because they know that these guys who just pulled up through the alley must be either the shadow or Randall or Lamont or somebody yeah. who's after them. 
and they and they talk about they're going to call the cops to go after the shadow because like we think we know who it is. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have the cops go after him because we think he's connected. And the second they say that, the car backs up because of course Lamont oh gosh, and shit, Henry are here. just like, oh fuck, we got to get out of here. So now the bad guys are playing on the good guys, and they're winning now. And Brissette gets in a car and follows uh, Henry and Cranston. Yeah. To Cranston's, uh, or to Randall's uh, office, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, it was yeah, to Randall's. It was yeah. Randall's office, and then we get you know because Cranston goes uh, goes to the office. And uh, he's held up by a man named Wellington, who we didn't talk about too much at all, really. But he is—he was the butler for uh, Delthorn, uh, so he knows a lot about this will, you right? Know, and uh, what's in in it, obviously. Right. So then he holds a gun to Cranston, saying, "You know, I'm going to kill you because you know you you've been meddling with all you this. obviously aren't who you say yeah. who you say and you you've been are. meddling with this whole thing and i want my money but then bro but then you know when brosette shows up uh wellington hides away he's like don't say don't say i'm here if you do i'm gonna kill you you know and so he does and then brosette comes in and knows that cranston is a shadow he's like you're the shadow i know you are um but then Cranston like ducks out of the way, and Wellington shoots Brosette, and Brosette shoots Wellington back. So now they're both just both shot. Both the bad guys are dead. And then Wellington, like you know, uh, Cranston like gets Wellington in his arms, and Wellington reveals that he is Warren's father. Dun dun dun. Shit. Dun. Which means that Wellington shot uh, would have shot uh, uh, what's his name, Delthorn, right? Right, right. Yeah. That, yeah. Right. That is right. 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 Okay, because I feel like they never truly flat out said this is the guy that killed Delthorn. Right, but it was. It was Wellington. Right, right, it okay. was Wellington. Okay, uh, and then cut to uh, Chester Rand, actual Chester Randall. Yeah, is the thinking- dude that, that Lamont Cranston has been posing as this entire time. Mm-hmm. Shows up and it's like, hey, buddy. Yeah. Glad that you could uh, pose as me for yeah, this thanks time for that I was gone. Me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and maintaining like he... the good name of Chester Randall. It's like, what the fuck? So apparently they had this deal that he would just be him during I, his time gone. I guess so. And then and then Marsha and invite. Even, why not just take a vacation? I know. I don't. I don't get it. Because I he did just it. take a vacation. He did, but maybe he wasn't supposed to. But everybody knew he was taking a vacation. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And that's obscurities. And that's obscurities. But then Marsha uh, invites uh, Lamont Lamont over for dinner. Ooh. Ooh. Nobody knows it. Nobody knows that they're going to fuck after dinner. Ooh. Whoa. Uh, they go to fuck. I bet they have something fancy like goose or something. Yeah. I don't know. They're fancy people. Right. And then uh, Henry gives Cranston uh, the bullet that Brosette shot. Yes. To investigate. Says like, hey, maybe, you know, you might want to look into it. And he, start, he pulls out the bullet that killed his father and looked at both bullets. They don't say anything. And then it just ends. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, well, well. First of all, because Henry's like gonna, he's like starts taking the uh, the shadow coat, and he's like, I'm gonna throw this out. And then Cranston says, Oh no, no, there may be another day that the shadow needs is needed again, and we need to be prepared for that day. And then it just ends. 
cool fucking story. Yeah, it was a really cool, like, you know, uh, for uh, really cool, interesting thread, you know, uh, ball of yarn that they rolled for us, you know, spun us. And it just, it went all crazy zigzag directions. And it's what you want in a kind of a mystery movie where it just takes you all over the place. I brought this whole concept up as far as like doing shadow stories um, because they're really exciting and very Batman-y. This one didn't have any like him being the shadow in it. Yeah, It's fun that it kind of fulfilled all of that without him being the shadow. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 because this was like, they made a sequel to this movie specifically. You know, oh. Yeah, we might have to check that one out. Okay. This is pretty fun. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. So to our listeners who have never heard of The Shadow before, we hope you are are interested now and try to seek out stuff, you know. Yeah. I know now I'm totally hooked. And because The Shadow fun. is super fucking dope, and I am so down to <laughs> spill so much knowledge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, and I would, I would definitely think this movie falls into the obscure because I don't think many people probably know about this movie in particular and as people a fan know the, of the shadow people know the I radio series know they this. know the serial you yeah. know uh but yeah the like the when, alex baldwin the one, alec baldwin which, movie we should watch yep we should watch yep. the alec baldwin movie so that's the end of the episode ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and uh we hope you enjoyed uh the, uh the the shadow strikes and we hope you uh check it out and we uh, cannot wait to come back next week for another thrilling episode of we don't know yet what we're gonna do. Yeah. Right? Let's keep it up in the air. It's, it's gonna be up in the air when yeah. we catch it. We'll look there's, at it. We'll lick it. There's It'll a, be delicious. Oh yeah. There's well. Oh now there's one movie. Maybe we should do. Oh oh! I'm so excited. I'm think, so excited. Okay, never mind. I think we know what our next movie is gonna be. Yeah, it is called The Divine Enforcer. And again, thank you, Jim Johnson. Thank you, Jim Johnson, for the, uh, the man from Wisconsin. <laughs> no, he's not from Wisconsin, but like, <laughs> he also gave us a No Retreat, No Surrender uh, three, and he gave us this one as well. And we're definitely gonna watch this. Good, Divine Enforcer. Good. Uh, that's coming next week, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready. Get ready. Get divine. Pray to your God and, and enforce hope that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, for Remy Gray, this is JG Murphy signing off for this week. Uh, goodbye. Stay obscure. Hey guys, JG again. One quick word before we go. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us at OOTSS Podcast. Again, that is at OOTSS Podcast. Make sure to send us your movie suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. If there's any weird movie that you love or maybe you've heard of and you want us to watch it, let us know. We may just watch it. Thanks again for listening and tune in next week for another episode of Obscurities of the Silver Screen.